Welcome back for another video. To win FPL, you do have to be different at the right times. We spoke to last season's champion Ali Jahangarov this week, who shared his team on the channel. If you've not seen that, it'll be on screen later. Packed of useful FPL tips. Anyway, his team is different to the template from Gemic 1 in some places, and he explained how last season he broke away from the template at times. He actually captained 9 different players over the season, certainly not Harlem Perma captain. In fact, the season before, Jamie Piggott won FPL by doing exactly the same thing. When everyone had Salah, he got De Bruyne instead, who comfortably outperformed him at the end of the season. No one suggests him for a second to break away from owning Haaland, but pairing him with Salah could be the early leg up. It's all about the combinations. For example, Salah, Eze and Jao Pedro cost the same as Fernandez, Martinelli and Watkins. Of course, you could swap some of these around if there are like-for-likes who you want at the same price, such as Matoma or Mbumo. Let's see over the opening few game weeks, Salah scores 25, Eze 15, Jao Pedro 14. That's 54 points. Bruno, Martinelli and Watkins could score 18 each on average and that's also 54, so no gain on paper there. But in reality there is, depending on how captaincy fares. In game week 2, Salah's home to Bournemouth, which ended 9-0 last year. Haaland's got Newcastle game week 2. So let's say Salah puts up a few returns and Haaland scores once. Suddenly the gain you've made is absolutely massive due to captaincy. So let's have a look at a Salah team together here. I've put together the best one I possibly can and there's several areas you can make tweaks to it if you want to. There's more great FPL content coming so make sure you're subscribed. We've got Anana in goal then. So Wolves have lost Jimenez in pre-season and Cunha was poor last season and he's likely to be the one leading the line this season. Looks like a great pick who just got even better. On top of that, the latest news this week is that Forrest have signed Turner from Arsenal, so why is that relevant? In game week 2, Man United are away to Tottenham where their clean sheet potential will be low. Forrest are home to Sheffield United. It's a perfect time to chuck formal Turner into your starting 11, perhaps in game week 5 as well. The back three is Estepinian, Chilwell and Gabriel. It's a template back three, nothing wrong with that when you're breaking the template elsewhere. In Brighton's final pre-season friendly, Estepinian actually won a penalty after being brought down in the box. An irresistible opening three fixtures for Brighton. Wolves could be taking back-to-back -back losses into game week three, given that they do face Brighton in game week two after Man United game week one. Chilwell against Liverpool looks bad on paper, but the way he's played in pre-season is every chance he gets an attack in return, and he is expected to continue taking corners, which was how he got an assist in pre-season. If you're not keen on Chilwell against Liverpool, then you could swap him for another 5.5mm like Stones or Diaz, or you could even go down to a 5mm defender. Gabriel's my favourite of the 5mm defenders. He's a great long-term pick, and Arsenal have made quality defensive signings in Timber and Rice. Estepinian, on the other hand, looks like a potential booked-in transfer out once we hit Gamic 4, which is his only downside. Gabriel looks like a long-term hold. One less area of the team to worry about transfer-wise. So what's the midfield that can afford Salah? It's stronger than you might expect. It's Salah, Rashford, Eze, Matoma and Saka. So let's talk about Salah first. The king of FPL. A minimum of 230 points the last 6 seasons, which is ridiculous consistency. You know what you're going to get from him. Last season, Liverpool massively suffered due to a huge lack of depth in midfield, but Salah still did alright overall, and they've added McAllister and Sobersly, and they're still not done this transfer window. Pre-season has showed us exactly what we can expect from Liverpool, loads and loads of goals again. He's ended pre-season with two goals and seven assists, two more returns than anyone else in the league, a return every 30 minutes. He has faced some easier opponents, but even if he were to return at a rate of worse than double that over the season, such as every 80 minutes, that would still be worth 12.5 mil. If you have Salah, you absolutely have to captain him in game week 2 against Bournemouth. 
Rashford versus Bruno is a very close one. The latest news is that Holland will be out for a few weeks with a back injury, so it should be Rashford leading the line again week one and beyond, though Sancho can play there as well. Wolves have just announced that they've parted way of Lopetegui, something I'd mentioned in videos earlier this week that could happen. It's really bad. A matter of days until the season kicks off and Wolves look in shambles now. You need at least one Man United attacker, and that is perhaps a fair criticism of the Salah draft. It's Bruno or Rashford only. The 6.5 mil midfielder bracket is a real headache. If we pull up pre-season stats again, Eze is right up there and he has done enough to really be in consideration. 2 goals and 5 assists for only 6.5 mil, a return every 55 minutes. One thing I did consider was Rashford to Bruno and then Mitoma to Mbumo. That way you've actually got an entire midfield 5 that are all on penalty duties. Matoma just put up a couple of returns in pre-season, two assists, but he has looked good and it'll be a tough debut for Kabore up against him for Luton. Go with your gut on the 6.5 mils. If you're liking Bumo, or perhaps even Diaby, then you've got two here to swap around. Two goals, three assists for Saka in pre-season, home to Nottingham Forest, who have had perhaps the worst pre-season in the league. No goals scored in their last four games. Lodi's loan has ended last season, so it could be Aina and left wing back against Saka in Gemic 1, another Gemic 1 matchup that has potential to be exploited. Again, one Arsenal attacker is a criticism you could make of the Salah team. However, it is all about the combinations we mentioned at the start of the video. The reason the Salah team has become so viable so late is all because of that man on the left, Xiao Pedro. It sounds crazy, but he is the key player here. Previously, there were no budget forwards, which meant you need to invest more up top, and therefore less in midfield. There's no question that the value is in midfield this season. Last season, 13 midfielders scored over 150 points, only 5 forwards did. He has impressed in pre-season, and he looks like he'll be a certainty to start in game week 1 against Luton, likely well back leading the line, with Jao just in behind. He should also be on penalties, having taken one in Brighton's final game with Gross on the pitch, and that was the one we mentioned, won by Estepinian. His spot isn't cemented in the team, which is a risk you have to take on, though if it becomes an issue, perhaps another 5.5 mil forward like Morris could look better after his blank game week 2, or he could switch to a 4-5-1 formation and go with a big back 4. Though there is every chance that he smashes it, and he could be 5.8 mil by game week 3, and you don't even want to sell him. In my opinion, Game Week 2 is probably going to be the deciding factor on the Salah draft. It is the week where you have to take the armband off Haaland. If it works out and Salah's flying, then Game Week 5 is also a good opportunity when they face Wolves. There's no question there's a massive template many managers are on, so Salah's performances in the opening game weeks will be the leg up over the rest of the pack, or perhaps not. Let's not forget, he could absolutely smash it in the fixtures other than Bournemouth as well. In fact, he's never blanked in Game Week 1 before. On the bench we've got Turner, Udogi, Bayer and Mubama. So Turner to Nottingham Forest, as it stands he'll be their new first choice goalkeeper. He's not updated yet on FPL, he's still an Arsenal player. There are rumours that they may still try to sign Henderson from Man United, though it does seem a bit overkill to sign two quality goalkeepers. Udogi you could swap for any 4.5 mil defender, Henry, Colwell, Botman etc, take your pick. Udogi really impressed me in pre-season from what I saw from him, very attacking and only 4.5 mil. After the first couple of game weeks, he's startable even. You might even need to start him, depending on how Jao Pedro gets on. I like to take a data-driven approach to FPL, and I came across two great charts from 11FI on Twitter, which is projected goals scored over the season and attack strength by game week. So Liverpool have moved up to second on their model with 81 projected goals over the season, only City with more. And if we look at game week 2 on the right hand side, Liverpool forecasted 2.79 goals against Bournemouth, comfortably best in the league that week. 
So on paper it's crazy that so many of us are looking at taking no Liverpool into game week 1. The data shows beyond debate that it makes sense and there is an edge to be had there which is what FPL is all about, a giant chess game against millions of managers. While they're moving pieces like Watkins, Bruno, Martinelli, you've got the likes of Salah and João Pedro. Not the best analogy, but you get the point. After Gamic 38, I'll have to come back to this video and see if it was a Salah owner that won FPL. So let us know in the comments where you stand on Salah. Later today, there'll be another video where I'll be rating all your teams, and tomorrow I'll be sharing my final team, and then on Friday, we'll hear from the experts for the first time this season. So make sure you subscribe. Lots of good content to come this season. See you soon for the next one. Sports Social Podcast Network.